0: All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, August 17th, 2022. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network on the thechairshot.com. I am your host, DJ. Uh, going to go around the room. We've got four people running the show tonight. I'm going to go around the room here and introduce everybody. First up is a guy who uh, who I thought was going to be on the injured reserve list tonight. Um, Jason, uh, how you doing there, buddy?
1: Much like my hero, my pal, Cody Rhodes, I am gonna push through because I'm a team player and I can work hard and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make it here, guys. So nope.
0: I appreciate you and the listeners appreciate you soldiering forward. But but you gotta be honest with me here. You, mm. you went through the barbershop window, didn't you? The dog finally got you.
1: Not yet. He's Come on, we you sh- were your pals here. He's it's, it's, a,
0: it's a close set. You can you can you can be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't because he's, you know, he's drifting around right now. He's listening. So okay, <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll, then we'll, ideas?
0: we'll move on from that so he doesn't get you in your sleep. Thank you. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, Mr. Rob, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you.
2: Good to be back.
0: All right. And special guest tonight, running the fourth chair, a guy who I've gotten to know a little bit over the last few weeks. Uh, from the DWI podcast, the master of trivia, the phenomenal AJ Balazs. AJ, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having me. As as soon as I got the message, I'm like, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely do it for DJ. Let's do it.
0: Hey, I appreciate it, man. And, and I appreciate you guys having me on. I've been on, uh, I was on the DWI podcast again last Friday, kind of came off the bench. Much like AJ, AJ came off the bench here tonight. Um, and, you know, just because we tried to get Tony, Tony was busy, and like he's like AJ's not doing anything. I'm like, great, awesome. We'll have AJ on. That's that's cool. So, I, I appreciate you coming on. I'm uh, Gonna give you a, a fair warning. We are the great value of podcasts. We don't have a soundboard. I don't have a bell. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible. Oh, about no. calling, I'm terrible about calling commercials. So, they just throw commercials <laughs> in wherever. So it'll it'll kind of be what it is. Ah, if it works, it works. You probably
1: just. You probably just heard my wife cough. My dog's probably gonna bark later. Yeah, we're 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 uh we run a pretty interesting ship over here. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. it's it's definitely a different animal being the guest host on somebody's podcast than it is running your own. I've got to keep a hand on the wheel here and I'm not always great at it. Um yeah. I I I'm learning to use the mute button on myself, but I'm not always perfect with it.
2: Well, you're you're better at running the ship than me and Jason are. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: I was but DJ, this was before you. You know I actually had a podcast on Chair Shot before where I was the host and Tunny was on it. And poo, there was a reason why I stock up on liquor. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
0: That's I, I like being the host, but it's it's a, definitely a break uh, being a guest host because if I go on there and I screw up, Tunny can just kick me off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he could can, he can just t- he could just kick me off here i'm kind of this this is my show you know i i mean i say my show because i started it but it's become our show and but it's it's definitely a different animal i think maybe i run a little bit i grip the wheel a little tighter when i'm in charge whereas you know when i'm on when i'm on dwy or anything else i'm like you know what fuck it it's whatever happens happens
2: well you need to do that because you have a you know, one guy over here who likes to ramble because he thinks he's smarter than everybody, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, like...
0: and, and I never know when Jason's going to become unhinged about something, and I have a feeling Jason's going to become unhinged about something tonight.
3: <laughs> he's going to break out the Dean Ambrose on something from
0: from a little preview that we had here.
3: Uh-oh. Yeah, we, we
0: had a little pre-show huddle, and Jason was already getting started. I'm like, save it for the show, brother.
2: Yeah, he's about to gig himself. and. <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: Wait for the bell, wait for the bell (laughs) Anyway, uh, tonight we're going to start off a little bit here Talking about uh, Monday Night Raw Uh, We don't often do like a show review for Monday Or or for uh, Raw or Smackdown Mainly because I rarely get a chance to catch them in real time I don't have cable, I catch everything on Hulu And uh, last night was the first night I was able to sit down and watch an episode of Raw Within 24 hours of it happening And just as Important if not more important Rob was there live Monday night and uh, we're going to let Rob kind of give us a little boots on the ground Perspective before we get into Talking about the show itself
2: Okay so yeah so I got there I got there just when they were starting to do The stuff for main event And just Shelton Benjamin is a very Large human being and you I mean he looks kind of Big on TV but when you When you see him up close and personal It's like damn that guy's huge <clears throat> and so he um he beat Tazawa in the first match on main event and second match they had uh street profits and alpha academy so if 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 you don't you know if you don't regularly watch main event or you only occasionally maybe check out main event um i'd say you know it, it, I mean, it's not like a match of the year or anything but i mean if if like if you're bored and you you'll feel like watching a match or something that match is definitely, you know, about 8 to 10 minutes worth your time. And Montez- side, <laughs> side
0: note on that real quick. Did you did you see the heavy breathing about the street Poppets being on Main Event?
2: Oh no, because you know cuz I don't have Twitter on my phone, so um so I didn't see it. And I mean I was a bit I was I mean I was a little bit surprised, but at the same time um it's not that big of a deal. It's one week
4: uh,
0: Literally, these guys just spent a month in a major, you know, program with the Usos. I think it's okay for them to <coughs> show up on main event once in a while. Well, and, and also, and
1: all... not for nothing, but since basically quarantine and things have got kind of rolling again, main event's been quietly, like, really friggin' good. Yeah, I mean, like there, they, there are... T-Bar yeah, but... and Ali have had that series, and, like, they've had... Ricochet had a little tour on there where he beat, like, four people, and they were all <laughs> awesome matches. Um... Yeah, main event is not, like, the, the you know, I don't know, whatever it is, the, the prison or the thing that it kind of used to be.
4: No, and yeah. honestly...
2: And honestly go ahead, okay. AJ, real quick. Yeah,
1: I... I, I was going to say, because main event,
3: like, yeah, we know that it's been, like, the joke where it's like, this is where the jobbers go, but if they have a name, they... they... No, it's actually been surprisingly entertaining, like you guys have said, where it's not sure. really, like, a... C show or a D show. It's actually like, if you actually want to see something a little bit different, go for it, and it, it's delivered surprisingly enough.
2: Because um, well, Ali and Ricochet had a really good series on there. I think last year, it yeah. was excellent. Uh, but also, That's... I mean, if 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 your thing is that hey, I don't have seven hours to spend on watching WWE programming, or if I don't, say I don't have five hours to watch Raw and SmackDown every week. Main event is like an hour and you get they recap you know they basically they recap all the important stuff from both shows they show match highlights from both shows sometimes they might even show like the full match you know you know a full match from one or the the other show so you can get you can get all the information you need from the past week and they have a couple of matches they throw in there you know that and so if you're cons- if you're one of those people where it's like hey I, I don't have five hours to watch all that stuff i mean main event is a perfectly good way to keep abreast wow. of everything and then i'd recommend it to be honest with you uh so they had this match on there and yeah because like you're saying like um they did a program with the usos and in each of the past two weeks you know montez and then angelo both wrestled Seth rollins okay and basically they didn't my guess is that right now they don't have a storyline you know for the immediate future or probably at least for the next couple of weeks they may not have a storyline working but they're people that you know the crowd likes to see so why not i mean you know they came out there um you know they had on you know they had you know because you know you know wherever they go now they have they will have you know they have their trunks and all that are like the color scheme of one of the local teams. They had the burgundy and gold of the Washington Commanders on this time. Um, oh, Montez is another dude that that is big. It's bigger than you think, especially when you see him in person. And that's before he, um, you know, started to, um, you know, the Aikar Pro. <laughs> Even right, but, right, right, yeah. But, but now, <laughs> um, now definitely. <laughs>
0: Right. So quick, quick side note, because I want to ask AJ a question. Do you I talked we talked a little bit about my Smackdown experience a few weeks ago and I was like, it was weird with the TV production end of it and being in like a TV show versus like a house show. What do you have, I'm assuming you've been to live shows. Yes. I've like, done TV tapings. I, I have never been to a television taping. OK, mm-hmm. I've only been to
3: I went to Battleground. I don't remember when it was. It was Kevin Owens and AJ Styles had their United States Championship match, and the main event was uh, when Jinder Mahal was the WWE champion. Oh, the Punjabi damn. Prison match. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was it was awful to watch because thank God we had the like the giant monitor above us where it was like we can't see a damn thing of this fucking match. I like I, I have to break my neck to watch this because the bamboo is that thick
1: yeah yeah
3: but it was it was still a fun time to be around you know they showed a couple <clears throat> of promos from backstage on the titans <laughs> and everything else but yeah yet to be at a tv taping, even though i really want to not gonna lie
0: yeah, that SmackDown was the first. Uh, aside from like a Superstars taping, like twenty-some odd years ago, the SmackDown I went to a few weeks ago was my first live TV taping of a of a <laughs> raw of of a WWE event. I went to a Nitro about twenty-something years ago, but there, there's definitely a different feel between a house show and a TV taping. And I was just curious to get your thoughts on that. If you had been to one and what you preferred, you know, if you preferred one versus the other.
3: Yeah, sadly, I've not been a, at a television taping. Mm-hmm. I've been to. The only quote unquote television taping that I've been to was for MLW there because they record things like months ahead of time and then do the main event, which is supposed to be that day. Yeah, for like their pay-per-view, which was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. That was amazing. There was very little downtime. There might have been like an intermission for about 15 minutes to set up a match or something. But it, I, I have no complaints on that, but I haven't been on a, like a large scale like AEW or WWE.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Rob, go on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no worries, man. No worries. So, um, that was main event. And like, uh, Jason was saying a few weeks ago, like the speed with which those guys get out there and change out the mats and everything is just remarkable to see live. I mean, they, cause I mean, they were down to like, you know, three minutes, two minutes before eight o'clock. And they got out there and they got the main event thing Matt off the you know the apron off of there and they put the raw apron up and they I mean those guys were moving man and then so you know um eight o'clock you know things kick off and I was down I was on the lower section right behind the
0: ringside seats. You had great seats, you were directly Dude. across from the hard camp.
1: Yeah, you you that that view was awesome. Um uh, did you, you brace yourself for the power I, last time?
2: yes i did because um aj (laughs) because a few few years ago me and my son went to extreme rules at the old baltimore arena and we had seats that were kind of on the same level and we were right near the titantron but i had forgotten you know there was a pay-per-view and so when that thing began (laughs) just the the pyro just boom yeah and yeah and you know and and, then just like startled the hell out of me but this time I was ready, you know, so I, you know, I covered my ears a little bit and all that. But, um, well,
3: that's good at least.
2: Yeah. Look, if, if you're going to sit, if you're going to sit in the lower section and sit near the Titan Tron, yeah, you, you better, you know, remember at what point in the show, you know, somebody's, the, the pyro is going to go off, or you need to remember who gets pyro, like, you know, what kind, you know, um, otherwise yeah they're going to get you
4: <laughs>
2: but um, from there i mean it, it was it was a really good show to take in in the building i've been to episodes of raw where things drag Now, there are always slow points with raw cuz it's a 3 hour show um i mean you could be the best episode of raw ever and if it, it's a 3 hour show there's still going to be some points where things are moving a little slower or whatever um this one was one of the better ones on that front, and one thing that was really good—the part where um, where Dexter Loomis came in over the barricade—they um, made it look. I mean, it looked real like in the arena, because he got over the barricade, and then you know Byron and Corey and all them jumped up, and then the security guys got on him immediately. <clears throat> so you you could even barely see who it was underneath. So it looked very real. So kudos to, to everybody involved in that. And you know, and then, I mean, they and you know, and then they tackled him and they got him out of there like it was like a, a regular person trying to rush the ring or whatever. It wasn't like you know usually because on you know on wrestling shows the guy beats up the security people or something, right? Um,
4: right. But they, you know, they well, took him.
2: Down, yeah, they took him down like he was an intruder. And
1: <clears throat> well, an interesting note. I mean, obviously, we were watching on TV. It looked to me like those are the actual security guys, not the local jobbers that they, you know, hired to. <laughs>
3: yeah, they actually made it good.
1: Yeah, they were like, no, hey, Lenny or whoever security head security is, get your guys, and we're gonna, you're gonna be a part of the show tonight. <clears throat>
3: actually, Another... make security look like security. That does their job, not just like lanky indie wrestler number 5,372.
4: Right.
0: Right. One thing I liked that they did was a really good nuance. On live TV, they cut to black. Like, they wrestled him. They grappled him for a minute. You heard uh, somebody, you know, obviously the the announced team was trying to get the hell out of the way. And then also, at least that's what they did on Hulu. If they did that live, I don't know. But by Mm -hmm. the time we got to Hulu, there's like all this chaos. And then the screen goes black for like maybe two or three seconds. And then they come back and the commentary teams get themselves back together, which is really well done.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that, and it it looked really good in the arena the way that it went down. And, um, something like, well, they're just kind of general things from the night. Um, so the commercial breaks were not as, like, because sometimes during those commercial breaks it's pretty egregious the wrestlers will come out there to their music and they'll just be standing there for five minutes um that didn't really happen monday because at one point like when uh kevin and drew were out there and they're like you know and they and they you were jarring at each other and then they went to commercial during the break they were like circling around and still yapping at each other and the referee was kind of you know getting in between them and all of that yeah so that was good.
1: No, Drew, we know Drew has a lot to say. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, Calm your calm
0: your tits. We're going to yeah. get to that. We're, yeah, we're, we're going gonna... to get to Drew soon, all right? We're yes. going to get
4: to Drew <laughs> soon.
2: <laughs> okay. But, um, <clears throat> okay. And then now uh, this is one thing. Um, me and a lot of other people got the same idea around 10-30. <laughs> yep. Because the match did. know was made out to be the main event of the evening was of course bobby lashley and aj styles so we're all just kind of thinking okay well that's the main event and then at 10 o'clock you know you hear the aj styles music and like well what in the hell (laughs) like it's only 10 (laughs) o'clock like um they're doing this now and then you know and, and so i just kind of mentally just recounted everything in my head Like, okay, so we saw Seth and Riddle. Okay, we saw Drew and Kevin. We saw the Usos come out there. We saw Judgment Day already. Um, We saw Miz and Ciampa already. Um, Saw Bliss and Asuka, and we saw them get into it a little bit with, you know, um, Bailey and the girls. Like, okay, so we've seen all of those things. They're doing this at 10 o'clock, so all we got left is like they're gonna do Dolph and Theory after this? Really? So you know, AJ and Bobby did the thing, it was really good. Um that the the hurt the calf crusher into the hurt lock was one of the best just counter sequences I've ever seen. Um, but <clears throat> you know, so they did the thing, it was really good. It was around ten thirty. They went to commercial, and I'm thinking, okay, well, hmm, hmm, I gotta catch the metro. Well, all right, I'm gonna say, okay, I'm gonna walk up to the concession stand, gonna get a good t-shirt, maybe get get something to drink, and then maybe I'll come back down. So I go up there. The the like the, the concession stands are closed, so can't get anything to drink. Then, <clears throat> so I got a t-shirt and I'm looking around and I see a bunch of other people leaving. And then I looked, you know, I looked at like, well, it's 1030. Got to catch the Metro. If I go now, it won't be too crowded. Still got to drive home after I get off the Metro.
1: You know what? Sometimes, sometimes you got to make a business decision, my friend. Yeah,
2: like, you know what? You know? um, Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the Metro.
3: <laughs> the executive decision.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad I did because I got home before 1130. 30. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so I missed, um, you know. Uh, so I missed Dolph and Theory. I missed, you know, Dakota and... Dana, it was funny now the Dakota and dana went so fast that they were finished before i even bought my t-shirt so, <clears throat> so i'll
1: that, tell you i'll tell you pal you didn't you didn't miss theory and Dolph. yeah i mean yeah, so, and, and and you know dana and, he and yeah yeah you didn't miss. yeah
3: you didn't miss anything
2: really <laughs> i figured that um because again that one that was over so quick because I heard Dakota's music when I was walking up when I was first getting out to where the concession stands are, and then as I was paying for my T-shirt, I heard it again. I was like, "Well, damn!" (laughs) Like, "It's over." Like,
4: "Okay." Yes, I didn't miss anything.
2: Yeah, um. So all that was left was you know Theory and Dolph, and then I figured that okay, the only thing that might happen here if somebody else returns or something, right? But, and then I just figured, okay, well. Do I want to stick around just in case that happens, or do I want to get home earlier? So I decided, you know what, it was better to get home earlier. <laughs> yeah,
0: we did that with SmackDown, and it wasn't nearly as late because they had, uh, I think it was uh, <clears throat> Angelo Dawkins and uh, I think it was Jey Uso in the main event of SmackDown when we went. And they did a match afterwards with, like, Omos and some other people. I'm like, no offense, I ain't sticking around for Almost.
4: Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. We
0: we hold ass. We were probably one of the first hundred people to get out of there. We were like, I looked at her. She's like, she had just had, my daughter was with me. She just had this <clears> long, <throat> long look on her face. I'm like, you ready to go? She's like, I'm ready to go. So as, as soon as we realized, because the Usos and everybody were still in the ring. And I looked at her and she's like, yeah, it's time. I'm like, all right, let's get the hell out of here. So we beat the crew. And, you know, we, but I, I don't think I missed anything because the almost thing wasn't even televised.
2: Okay. Yeah. Because so they had some. If, if there was some dark match main event after Raw went off the air, I have no idea what it was. Mm. <laughs> and and look, look, you're better dad than I am because when I when I took my son to the holiday tour, um, he was looking at me like, "Okay, time to go," and I said, "One more match, son, then we'll go."
0: Oh no, she was doing that to me somewhere around the nine o'clock to nine fifteen. She's starting to get that look, and she's starting to
5: look around and. She's looking at me yeah. and she's like, Dad, hey, how I'm long gonna, does this go? I'm, I'm gather. Like- Say goodbye
1: Sorry, I'm going to guess, by the way, Rob. Rob, I'm going to guess that you there was probably a legacy kid involved in the that match that you wanted to stick around for, and poor Miles had to, you know. <laughs> um, well, <laughs>
0: well, why you got to feed him into the, uh, into the, into the nightly routine? Or you just well, hey,
1: the- I'm, I, I'm just saying, because it could have been one of two people that he would have been like, all right, son, we got to stick around. Well, so um, you either got to well. acknowledge the tribal chief or bow to the queen.
2: Well it was the the tribal chief was not there that night. So yes, we did yes he did have to
0: stay for one more Woo! Night. So who called it? <laughs> nailed it nailed it more. Well boy, do my co-hosts know each other or what?
2: So yeah, yep. so yeah. one but more anyway. match, son. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> but um no, but Raw was fun Monday night and we can get to some of the more details as we you know, as we talk about yeah. later. But it was a good time. Um it was first time, my first time going to Raw since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was good. It was a good time.
0: Before so, the sickness. Quick question. AJ, you said you watched on uh, Hulu as well?
3: I or did you watched,
0: watch
3: live? I watched live here and there, but if I missed something, I just went back to the highlights.
0: Okay, because something I'm curious about, and this has always irritated me, and I don't I think I understand, but I never really completely understood. When we still had the network, a live episode of Raw or SmackDown would take like five or six weeks to air. And yeah. That, that was always irritating. And I understand they've got a, a window for ratings because there's like a seven-day window for ratings. But I would figure after a week or so, you should be able to get the next episode up. And sometimes I like to watch the whole episode. I you know Hulu's nice if you want to just kind of burn through it in an hour and a half. But I feel like there are certain things that you know you miss if you like Monday night. They cut out Dakota Kai and Dana Brooke, which apparently wasn't wasn't anything to miss. And then they cut out um, the Miz and Champa match with uh, Ali and who was the other guy? Cedric.
2: Cedric.
0: Cedric. Cedric, That's right. And by all accounts, it was a really good match and it had an awesome finish. So one, I think it's a good problem to have when you're looking at a three-hour show and you're having a hard time. Okay. We've got all this good content. What's a what's a match that we can cut that people aren't going to maybe quote unquote miss too much? Does it? Are you AJ? Are you cool with the Hulu thing, or would you rather watch it in its entirety? I'm fine with the Hulu
3: thing because there are some matches like like we alluded to before with Dana and Dakota where it was like, all right, well they're not going to make Bailey's group look weak, and Dana Brooke is. Unfortunately, well, I can't say unfortunately, but she is the jobber of the women's division. So she, we kind of knew that was going to be like a two-minute, maybe less match. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. It cuts time. It cuts a lot of things because we all know the the famous line of everything that comes to professional wrestling is piss break. Hmm.
0: Some somebody's got to be the hot dog match, as they say.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and um, on that note, like, okay, because the, the the tag team match was it was a very good match. At the same time, you know, if 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 you missed it, you know, I'm not going to tell you in December, like, hey man, you need to go watch that tag team match from August.
0: Right. Well, I guess the only thing that I look at is you've got Ciampa, who's in the middle of a major, at least a major mid card push. And yeah. then you've got Dakota, who is part of one of their bigger storylines. I'd I'd hate to be the guy who makes the decision to cut that because obviously you want to put both of those many both of those people in front of as many eyes as possible. And I'd imagine, at least from a replay standpoint standpoint, Hulu's a big market for that.
2: Yeah, now in this case, now Miz and Chumpa came out during Bobby and AJ. Right. So they did get some screen time. And then also um you know bailey and dakota and eo had a little kind of dust up with bianca and oscar and alexa after oscar and alexa's, alexa's match so they i mean they did get some camera time on right. the thing even though the matches got cut and that that very well may have factored into the decision you
0: know yeah well so okay we saw these guys on tv enough that's possible you know that's that's actually a really good point that i didn't consider so speaking of ripping the Band-Aid off, let's let's get right into uh,
4: – <laughs>
0: let, let's feed into Jason here. Uh, I'm going to start off. Our boss, Greg DeMarco, uh, this is probably Monday night, posted something. With the beginning of Drew McIntyre's promo, he comes out with the cheap pop of, you know, Baltimore, let me hear – D.C., let me hear you make some noise. And he just thought it was absolutely cringeworthy. And I got to agree with him. And when he started doing the promo with Kevin Owens, I, for my money, I thought Kevin Owens was owning it. Like, Kevin just broke into it and went into it. I'm like, holy crap, he is totally just up Drew McIntyre's. Now, now, Drew recovered it to his credit. Um, I thought the second half of Drew's promo was a hell of a lot better than his first. But, yeah, it, it's an interesting note that he's. And it's not even like the Foley Cheap Pop, because at least the Foley Cheap Pop was intentional. This really sounded forced, and I, I, I think he did the same thing on SmackDown, with which, wherever he was. Whoever's in charge of him doing that, they need to tell him to stop, because the Cheap Pop isn't working.
4: Yeah, I
1: mean, he tried He tried it with the Tribal Queef thing a couple of years ago, or a couple of weeks ago, excuse me. A couple of years ago? And, yeah, no. The I'm, hell, I'm, I'm to COVID time. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just in a daze because Girl, that
0: just happened.
1: Like, because Greg, like Greg's Greg's right. Like, I look at this fan base and I go, "You cannot sit there with the Drew McIntyre experience." And I want to say at the very top of the co- of everything, I think Drew is fine. He's good to great. Even he's not one of the guys that clicks with me. But he's an excellent professional wrestler. He's fine at promo. He's uh, you got the goddamn look. You know, he's, he looks like a million bucks. His finisher is awesome. Like, I, I got nothing really against the guy. It's just you people. You people. If you If you take the Drew McIntyre experience that we've had in the last, like, two years if you're a, rest, a long-time wrestling fan and you booed Roman Reigns in 2015-16, but you're cheering for this dude, I don't know what to tell you because it's the same goddamn thing. He comes out with the, like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, just be a little looser. Just be yourself. Like, he's clearly being fed some of these shit lines. Like, right... Re- as as soon as he said tribal Queef, I just went that that would be suffering succotash on the internet if if CM Punk told you told you guys that that Drew was a bad dude or something, that would be C- that would be suffering succotash all over again.
3: Oh no, Jason! said CM Punk in front
1: of DJ.
0: Uh oh. Oh yeah, he, he's
1: gonna try and get me. Oh no, 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 no! I, oh, you I,
0: missed it, J- if You a- missed the Jason CM Punk rant about a month ago.
1: Yeah, I, I still
0: need to put yeah. that one on the YouTube channel. I haven't even cut that one out yet.
1: AJ, if there's a certified CM Punk hater on this podcast, it's this guy. So,
2: um, uh, well, I all st- three, of us, all I three make- of us, to be honest. Yeah,
1: me, yeah, exactly.
3: guilty. Me, 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 too. <laughs> don't feel bad. Me, too. But anyway, I think yeah, that's
0: unanimous across the board with uh, at least everybody that I've interacted with as part of the chair shot network. It seems to
4: be a recurring theme.
1: Yeah, no, but Drew is doing, he's doing great, like, but, but why, why couldn't we do this for Roman Reigns? Like, he doesn't even get pops that much. Yeah, he got booed on Monday, because he's in the ring with the prize fighter, Kevin Owens. Anybody, almost anybody's going to get booed when, oh, shit, the prize fighter's coming back? All right. I'm we just it,
2: it, Well, I don't know how it sounded on TV, but he didn't really get, I wouldn't really say he got booed. Owens got a lot of cheering. Yeah. Yeah, but but Owens got cheered more than he did. Yes. Um but but he didn't get booed.
0: Kevin Owens trying to be a heel at this point is a waste of everyone's time.
2: For yeah. Real,
0: yeah.
2: It, yeah, and it, it is um
1: but it's what it's his best
2: character though.
1: It, but it, is, it is, but Yeah. Go ahead AJ, I'm sorry. The, the thing that
3: you need to do with Kevin Owens is make him the anti-hero. You don't need to make him a
0: heel or a face, just be like Fuck you, I do what I want He's the closest thing to a 1999-2000 Stone Cold Steve Austin is working again Yeah, to which right.
3: e- even, even Kevin Well, back when he used his actual name Kevin Steen in ROH He was like, yeah, I did this move, I did this move And even Stone Cold told him Can you talk? I don't care what you
0: do in the ring If you can talk and you can rope the fans in That's all I give a shit about well, and that's what I was, I was just watching. Interesting that you bring that up. Um, I was watching the Sami Zayn on the Broken Skull Sessions. And that was something that he talked about. He had the, when they were in NXT, uh, him and Neville. And he came down and cut a promo on Neville. And like the Undertaker, it's actually a really funny story if you haven't seen it. He said the Undertaker was actually there and he was in Gorilla, And he basically made the comment. He's like, wow, those guys just sold some fucking tickets and it was all based on a promo. I mean the 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 matchup itself might gain the interest, but the promo is what puts asses in the seats.
1: And um yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm dumping on the dude. It's just more of the experience the experience cuz again, his promo was really good. When he got that fire going, he's like I'm a two-time world champion, you know, I got fired, I came back, I worked my ass off, blah blah blah. All facts, by the way. I'm not Taking a damn thing away from that dude's resume. He beat Brock Lesnar in, like, four minutes with zero help, with zero asterisks, with zero everything. Um, I don't even think—Roman can't even say that about any of his Brock victories, including the SummerSlam one because Braun was there. So, yeah, man, I just don't get it. It's It's the same, like, hey, he's the hero. He has corny lines. He's, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's The, just the an difference interesting... is
0: the CM Punk factor. CM it Punk is. didn't go on a podcast and, you know, shit talk and try to derail Drew's career like he did with Roman. Right. Meanwhile,
1: I mean, if you're watching the show at all, you know, they make the main character look strong. Like I know that's kind of a that, but they've been doing the exact same thing with him. He beat Brock Lesnar in two minutes. He beat this guy. He beat that guy. He won the Rumble. He did this. He did that. Like, he's stacking up all these accomplishments and endorsements and whatnot, and it's the same goddamn thing. It's the main character of the show that Vince McMahon decided is the main character of the show. Now, that might change in a couple of years or or in the near future or something like that because, obviously, Vince McMahon is no longer in charge. But, yeah, it's just an oddball experience to to, see if you – everyone's doing what i wanted them to do for roman all right dude like if you don't want to because i feel like he's gotten some tepid reactions generally um yeah people will cheer and pop when he comes out but it's not the full-throated craziness and i'm like cool if you want to do that and just sit on your fucking hands great let me enjoy my guy if you're and if you're a drew mcintyre fan god bless you this is the best experience you're gonna get man because your guy's just kicking ass and taking names, and he's probably gonna be the one to beat Roman if Cody doesn't have some sort of Wolverine healing factor, which he might. Um, yeah, man, I just don't get it. It's a it's it's the CM Punk factor. That's it. He just didn't CM Punk didn't tell you that, hey, you should hate this guy.
0: AJ, what are your thoughts on Drew? Does he do it for you or are you just kind of going along with going along for the ride like Jason is?
3: I I have always liked Drew, but I understand where Jason's coming from, where it's, you know, the whole, it's repetitive, it's forced. The thing is, I also feel bad for Drew, and I actually talked about this with my brother Andrew, actually, um, is every time that Drew McIntyre is on top of the world is the lowest point of wrestling for that company that he's a part of. When he was in TNA as the world champion, it was the lowest point of TNA. No one really watched TNA. No one really cared for TNA. People thought TNA already died. And then WWE, everyone's on quarantine. No one's allowed in the ring. Hey, he's the world champion. He's fine. Drew McIntyre is finally the WWE world heavyweight champion.
0: That's pretty good, pal.
4: Yeah. Thank you.
3: (laughs) But... Then when it starts picking up again, it's just like he's up there, he's doing good, but no one really cares. Well, because
1: R- Roman comes back and absolutely laps him.
3: Exactly, where you have you know the the whole acknowledge me, the tribal chief, and everything else. Like he found himself as a heel, which is doing wonders. You want the quote unquote cheap pop where he's, wherever city he's at, where it's like. Washington D.C., acknowledge me. The, oh, what's up, D.C.? Yeah, we're gonna party. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awful,
0: awful. And, and like, and like, uh, like Greg Demarco was saying, Drew's better than that. Like, he's better than that. That forced. Okay. Of-
1: that's the thing. Again, I don't want to seem like I'm dumping on the dude. The tribal queef thing, he should have looked at whatever writer is, gave him that line, and just given him the finger and walked away.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that. And he should have the cachet to be able to to. uh he, And to he
1: absolutely that. should. Yes, he
0: you know, should. To, to veto that. that.
3: What he should have done was did what Roman did with Suffering and Succotash and look at the hard camera and just wink. Or yeah. just like kind of shrug like... <laughs> I said the damn line. <sighs> like, this is bodies.
4: garbage.
0: This is garbage. You know it. I know it. Break the fourth wall and let's move Dean
4: on. Even,
1: Dean even talks about it in his fucking book. He's like, You're not saying that, are you? He's like, I guess I, guess I kind of have to. Well, at that time, Roman
0: didn't have that cachet. Well, here's my thing 2022 with... tribal chief Roman Reigns ain't saying that shit.
2: Uh, well, no. here's, here's my thing with the suffering succotash thing, right? All right. If it wasn't for wrestling Twitter, no one would give a shit. And
0: okay. that is fact.
2: And it's so, kind of like look, the
0: camera cuts. If they uh, hadn't if somebody hadn't made a big deal about the camera cuts on wrestling Twitter, nobody would give a shit about the camera cuts.
2: Because listen, I, I watched the episode. He said suffering succotash, and not even I did not remember that he ever said that. I I had Twitter remembers. Yes, but I, I had because I saw people on Twitter saying I suffer a suck Like, but when did he say that? <laughs> um, like when did I like when did that happen? And you know, of course, and then people will explain it to you. And then like, like, and then and this is this is my usual reaction to a lot of things. Like, y'all are mad about that? Really? Two words in the in a promo from a, a couple of months ago? Y'all are mad about that? And then on top of that, and this is one of my little pet peeves, because whenever somebody says, "I don't have a problem with them," I just have a problem with the booking. They're full of shit. Okay. Yep. No, well, that's you
4: know,
0: the worst take you, of know, all
4: time. Do you,
2: know, do you know why? Do you know why they're full of shit? Because they say that, and then they immediately dump all over the person. They yep. okay. They will tell you, you know, fifteen things wrong. Like they will say, "Well, I I didn't really have a problem with John Cena. I didn't like the booking." Then they'll name like 15 things they hate about John Cena.
0: And these are the people that you can tell have never had a real job because show of hands around the room. If your boss has told you to do some shit and you looked at that and said, Well, that sucks, but they're paying but the it, bills, so I whatever. gotta go ahead and do the thing.
2: And then, you know, and then so people Daily. said people said that about John Cena, right? Oh, I don't have a problem with him, I just have a problem with the way he's booked. And but then and then they and then and then they say 10 things bad about John Cena right after that. So, yes, you do have a problem with John Cena. Okay.
0: You know what's amazing is and the John Cena hate. And I don't mean to take a side road here. I went to an indie show. Uh, lady friend of mine was dating an indie wrestler here, probably about, we're going about about four or five years ago. And he put on a show locally, and uh, they invited me to show up. And I, you know, they let me tool around in the ring a little bit, take some bumps and stuff like that. And I took my daughter with me, and you know, she filmed a couple of matches. But we were hanging out there, and before the show, we were watching. The, oh, here he goes. He's refilling. AJ's refilling. Oh yeah, <laughs> so we're we're out there <clears throat> just watching them set up the ring, and some of the guys are going through their spots, and you know, just talking. Some of the workers are out there, and we're just kind of doing our thing. And it was a kid running the merch table, and he had a um, I can't believe I'm even going to utter this name on my podcast or our podcast, but he had a Will Osprey shirt on. Yeah, yeah, I know, dude. It's like I, I got to take a sip of my drink just to wash the taste out of my
2: mouth. He was an abused child. <laughs>
0: So one of the workers looked at him and he's like, ah, glad to see you have a real wrestler's shirt on and not that John Cena shit this time. And, and I, I'm looking around, I like suddenly like my respect level for this entire show, like dropped down into the basement and, and not <laughs> that I'm here and like defend John Cena. But as a worker, if you can not at least look at John Cena and appreciate what that guy did in the ring, I got nothing for you. And they do the same thing. A lot of people did the same thing with Roman Reigns. You know, it's, it's the same type of parallel.
1: Yeah, and so people
4: also, say what? Also, for
1: those people who I just hate the booking. I just hate the booking. All right, dude, Mister Independent Wrestler, who working at this, you know, Elks Lodge or wherever you were, DJ. It
0: was uh, in a Harley uh, Davidson parking lot, buddy. There I don't
1: you know go. That's uh,
0: better or worse?
4: Right. <laughs> that's, it's dude. It, it
0: was it was the outlaw mud show of outlaw mud shows. <laughs> so,
1: hey, Mister Independent me. Wrestler. You know who's been slumming it on the road? You know for two years or however long you've been doing this. Hi, would you like to come to WWE and be a fucking superhero? What wrestler is going to turn down that booking? What wrestler Not is going to no be sum. like? Hey, let, you let, know, let, let from- me tell you
0: something. As as a former independent wrestler, they'll tell you on social media and on podcasts, I'd never go work for WWE. Bullshit. Every single one of them, if they got the opportunity and they got the call, because they all line up. When they do the tryouts oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Free, free publicity My name goes out there uh, People know what my face is I, I don't care if I have to wear a cape A unitard a, I
0: Just being a, a job guy On an episode of Raw Or an episode of Smackdown Increases your value on the indies well, look Every what- one of them knows it
3: They had James Ellsworth as an entire storyline for AJ Styles because he jobbed out the freaking Braun Strowman one month.
2: Yep. Oh, look, we can, or even look, every like almost like anytime Brock beat beats up a bunch of guys, those guys are out there posting on Twitter like later on that night. Like, look, this is where he got me right here. He gave me the F five right here.
0: I wish I mean, I, Brock Lesnar would F5 me. I'd go back into wrestling tomorrow if they told me that's what my job was going to be.
2: I mean, it, without fail, look, those guys are always posted on Twitter, like, later on that night. See, look, look. I, I put my hand on Brock right here. I almost had him. Or this is where he threw me over the top rope. Look at this. I'm mean, So those guys are just happy as hell just to be in there and get on TV for a couple of no, seconds.
1: But, but and you're seriously you look me in the eye and tell me that Roman Reigns or John Cena or whoever or Goldberg or whoever should have walked in the office and gone gone hey boss you know what I should probably lose a little more,
2: right? And exactly, you know. So they they say that about you know they were saying that about John Cena. I don't I don't mind him. It's just I don't like the booking. And then and then again then they insult John Cena for like a whole you know right. they say ten bad things about John Cena, and they do the same thing about Roman Reigns. You know, well, I don't, you know, I don't, well, I don't mind Roman. I just don't like the booking. And then, of course, there's one other wrestler that they do that about. I won't mention her. You know, right now. Oh,
0: okay. Yep. Mo- moving yeah. on from that. Moving on. We've already had the, the Queen just had her time. No, no. Oh okay. boy.
4: Okay. But anyway. <laughs> anyway.
0: All in all, though, man, I thought the match, the the match with Drew and Kevin Owens was freaking awesome. Like, oh. I love watching two big dudes beat the hell out of each other.
2: Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was awesome in the building too. I mean, I mean, yeah. And for that to be just basically an unannounced impromptu thing, um. Well, because first when Kevin first came out, there everybody was like, "Oh, we're doing this, okay." And you know, then they did the promo thing, and and then I thought, well, they're they're not going to have an actual match here. something. you know, Jimmy and Jay are going to come out here. They're going to beat him up or whatever. But then they had an actual match. And then, well, Jimmy and Jay, of course, did come out there eventually, but not before they had an actual match and they went through all the different things. And have they ever had a match in WWE?
0: That I'm aware of, no.
2: Yeah, and that, and that's the other thing. It's like, well, well you know, because they haven't fought each other it, as far as we know. And so for that to be just like an impromptu match, basically, um, that I mean, yeah, everybody was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever and i mean again it was excellent and and, the dq finish was right because i mean you can do that imagine on a pay-per-view sometime sometime you don't need to you know you don't need to have a giveaway an ending here
0: right right But leaves you wanting more like now i want to see these guys go again Yeah, All right. oh. it was
1: an awesome. It was an awesome match, though.
4: <clears throat> so, well, yeah. It was.
1: I I'm very much excited for the Kevin Owens, the prize fighter, returning. Um, so, it seems like uh, uh, Papa Papa H is uh, doing doing so his boys a solid, a couple of solids. Yeah, uh, I'll go around you-
0: the Triple H again in a minute because I do want to get everybody's opinions on something. But I I want to go around the room here real quick. We've talked a little bit about judgment day here and it seemed like for a while judgment day was turning into retribution 2.0. It seems like maybe they're starting to course correct a little bit. Um Rob live, how was the li- the actual genuine live reaction to um to judgment day? Was it was it like a real pop or did it was, get the, the 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 much maligned canned audience on TV?
2: It was it was okay um okay. and then now they they started they did the what to, i think to damian priest a little bit when they did talking. yeah um well because look i've been saying this for a while look the, the what makes all the judge when the judgment day stuff really hits it's always something with edge involved okay um and i'm talking you know because like i pointed i've mentioned that before with like the traffic numbers and all of that stuff Mm-hmm. Um, them by them them without edge involved in some kind of type of way is usually different than when he's not when it's just them
4: yeah
2: now this now they've been you know the stuff with Ray and Dominic has been a bit of a you know that's been a little better because well because Ray is somebody you can get a reaction for beating the crap out of
0: um uh, basically I think people are enjoying watching them beat up Dom. I mean, I know I am.
2: So
3: I, I, I think people are just enjoying Rhea beating up Dom, let's be yeah. honest here.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, but, that. but um but basically it's it still <laughs> comes down to basically is Edge involved or is not I mean whether Edge is fighting them or Edge was with them, the stuff that really hits for them is stuff that involves him some kind of way.
4: Yeah.
2: Um when it's just them without him, it doesn't hit the same. It doesn't hit and it doesn't hit the same in the building. Um, but I mean, it's not something I would say they got to. I wouldn't tell them to pull the plug on it, but right, I would be very if I'd be very surprised that this time next year they haven't gone their separate ways. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't think this is gonna be a you know they'll get through this thing with Edge, and then maybe they'll do some more stuff. Um, they'll get to next year, and you know, and look, I don't think they'll have they. May, you know, they may not have like some type of violent breakup or anything but you know i i could see it just kind of quietly wound down next year or sometime maybe um okay. and and well just dep- and also i guess it depends on what happens with the draft i mean because i mean we'll put it if, if they're really if they're really just like gonna pull the plug on it then you just draft them to different shows <laughs> i mean right i mean
4: yeah
2: that would be a quick that would be a, a that would be a very easy way if they if they do just if they have decided, like, okay, we're going to get through this as fast as we can, then yeah, you just draft members of different shows. But if that does not happen, then my guess is that you know it go, you know they they'll continue, they'll finish the thing with Edge, they'll go on a little bit longer, and then they'll just kind of quietly maybe end up doing different things next year or sometime. It I'd be surprised if it, again, I'd be surprised if at this point next year they're still together and they're still a thing.
0: Okay, Jason, is Judgment Day hitting for you yet, or are you still? Uh, is this still Retribution two point uh,
1: I don't know, man. Because when Ray ambushed him, and like start, I mean, uh, yeah, they they got they got Ray and they beat the hell out of him and whatnot. But still, like, and I know Ray is a legend, so I got a little gun shy when they first, when Ray first jumped into the ring, and he, like drop kicked them both and then started beating them up. I was like. We're doing this again. They're just friggin' goons, but then they got him and they hit him with the chair spot, which I don't know how Finn doesn't shatter his ankles doing that. By the way, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they're 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 definitely losing steam. Is the uh, the the choice of words I would use?
0: Okay, AJ, do you think it's salvageable? Hey
3: could be salvageable if they maybe put a title on one of them i don't know what but yeah at this point they're kind of falling flat on their face maybe edge reveals ha i was working with them all along but that's played out so i don't i really don't know how you can revive or restore any credibility that this has but I know everyone on Twitter just loves the fact that they want to be a Mysterio with Rhea Ripley, and that's I'm yeah. not disagreeing with that.
4: Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Uh, Well, I think the big the difference between them and, like, Retribution is who's in the group. Yeah. Um, like, you have people... Like, these are all established, well-liked people in the group here.
4: Yeah.
2: Whereas in Retribution, you had... I mean, like, we all love Ali, but you had... But even before they got to him being revealed in the group... I mean, they had, like, Shane Thorne, who nobody cares about, and, um, you know, dijack that's your boy Jason, and I like him a lot, too, but he wasn't
1: really w- that. No, don't worry about it, dude. WWE didn't give you a reason to care about him, and then they okay. just threw him out there. So, right. okay,
0: and he yeah. was definitely a star in a bubble.
2: Yeah, and then even, you know,
4: sure.
2: Mia Yim, I mean, she debuted under the damn mask on the main roster, so they didn't give you anything from her either. Um. Yeah. And you know she's one of my favorites, and I, I that pissed me off to no end. But with Retribution, they stuck a bunch of people that the main roster audience largely didn't know or didn't care about. Um, here these are all people that we, that the main, that you know people, on the main roster audience has all seen and rooted for or against at some time or point or another. And that's I think that's what's keeping it afloat if you had the same if you had the same group of people doing this that were put this way Rhea, damian and finn probably might have gotten retribution over but Jai, jack shane thorn and mia under a mask would not be getting would not be afloat doing the judgment day thing and it matters who it is yeah so it's a it's a float because of who's in it but other than that, like the only time it really takes off is when they when edges involved in some type of way.
3: Which I, he, I was, he still could is the weird thing with the Mysterios. He still could because he has the kind of bond with the Mysterios from the past. If they ever want to show that, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you there because if anyone remembers Punishment Martinez from ROH,
2: I do. Yes, I do.
3: I didn't really care for him then, Damien Priest. I care for him,
2: and I've I've said that before here. That 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 I would have never imagined that Punishment Martinez, Punishment Martinez from ROH, would be this guy.
0: <laughs> I, I'm gonna kind of sli- like I agree with where your points are, but I'm gonna slightly disagree with the fact, and only from my own personal perspective on this thing. I didn't need any one of these three, and. Say, I'd say four with Edge. None of these people needed to be in a faction. They're selling this whole thing originally with Edge where I'm taking these people under my wing to help elevate them. Rhea Ripley was already there. Damian Priest was almost there. Like, I, <clears throat> when they brought him in as a baby face on the main roster and he had that U.S. championship run, it was awesome. Where it started to fall apart with me was when they started trying to do the dual personality thing and it just was not clicking. Um, I, I wasn't feeling that. But I don't really feel like he was anything that needed this faction to try and reintroduce him to the audience in any particular way. It, and it's, it's not like an NWO situation where the NWO, like I said, if, if it wasn't an established bunch of stars that started the NWO, that never works. Like it worked because you had Hall, you had Nash, you had Hogan, you had the intrigue behind all of that. It worked, but with these guys – even if that's kind of the idea you were going for, it falls apart because you made them look like chumps in the first month. Like it was hot. It was great. Edge was a part of it. And then I realized plans changed, pal. Cody Rhodes getting injured changed a lot of shit for the next six months. And I have a feeling that was probably influential in removing Edge from this group. But I never felt like a Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley needed to be part of a group. And well, so, for me, this this whole thing was kind of it was lost on me from day one.
4: Well, and me, the big thing
1: is the mentor. They 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 added Finn, and then they kind of kept the mentor student thing going. And I'm like, you're gonna mentor Finn Balor? That dude does not need a mentor in the wrestling industry. No,
2: I yeah, think that and, may
0: have been a Vince-ism.
2: And then, well, the yeah. other thing is that well, well basically, so. Ria needed something to do because up until that point the title picture was already occupied with Becky and Bianca and then Oscar was in with them too. So like the title picture had been was occupied um she had already broken up with Nikki with the tag team thing. So she kind of she needed something to do.
0: But she had something. She was teamed up with Liv and it was working.
2: But, well, but they weren't champions, though, and they weren't going to win the championship because Sasha and Naomi were champions. So they, uh, they,
0: they could have also, down the road. You could have ran hey, for a few more months. Um, hey,
2: dude,
1: they I, had other plans for Liv, though.
2: Well, I mean, after, yeah. that, like, after half the women left, yeah, I mean, but... Um,
0: I, I agree with Rob's assessment. Liv was a, uh, a fortunate <laughs> victim of circumstance. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's true.
2: Um, but yeah. Put it this way. Um, well, because, all right. But just like if you look at like Rhea didn't have anything to do. Um, and she needed something to do. She's not like, you don't stick her in catering. You don't have her chasing the 24 7 title. Hell no. All right. Dude, so she's there. I
1: He's- actually wanted to refresh myself because this goes into your point. Dude, I was like, she's a former champion. What is going on? She's not even a former champion. She's won almost everything there is to win there. WWE Raw Women's Champion. WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. W- NXT Women's Champion. NXT UK Champion. Yeah. Um, like, she, she just needed SmackDown.
2: Yeah. And well, and yeah, it's just, just... Yeah. Um, Well, but but like she didn't have anything to do because all the spots were occupied Um, right. for, for things. So... And look, Edge just may have wanted to work with her also. Because I know like, Edge and Beth talk highly of her and all of that. So they just may have wanted to do something with her.
1: Well, they, they did have... Remember back at Mania, they had that moment where everyone was on the stage and Vince was giving, giving his welcome to WrestleMania and Rhea's there. And she's like, okay, this is cool. And, you know, whatever. And, like, she caught Edge's eye and Edge just winked at her. Like, hey, this is, hey, kid, this is your first Mania, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. just gave her a wink. And she just, like, completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. So they were, just, you know, Edge is winking me on the stage of WrestleMania.
2: Yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, uh... a
1: sort of connection for sure.
2: So, I think it's a com- combination of those two things. Um, and, but right now, well, I mean, the thing is, right now, she still needs something to do because, well, Bianca is now occupied with Bailey in that group. Um, now, and, um, no, right now there are no women's tag team championships right now. Well, there are no women's tag team champions right now. Um, you know, and who, well, who knows? Maybe if if the Judgment Day thing didn't happen, maybe she might be SmackDown Women's Champion right now instead. Um, but she was already, you know. But then, you know, everything's happened. And she got she did get an injury also. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's bad at all. I mean, but it's just. It's just kind of just, I don't know. It it hasn't reached that that kind of next level of like taking over the Federation, you know, kind of thing. Right. And which, you know, I mean, a faction like that is always like that's always supposed to be like the main, you know, the, the end game is that they take over the Fed. Right. And then or something. And they just they, you know, they haven't got they haven't gotten to that type of level. I don't think they're going to. But I mean, it's it's perfectly fine television for the three of them to come out there and beat people up or whatever and have matches. It's, it's perfectly fine television. I mean, yeah. um, yeah, it's not you know yeah. they you know they're not like I'm not you know when they come out there it's not like oh get them out of here Ugh. you know it's not that.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, wh- what have they done other than kick Edge out of the group and beat up the Mysterios? Because. I, to my belief, I'm not saying this is absolute, but to my belief, it felt like Edge wanted to make like a new brood, where he's he's the gangrel and he's like, I'm gonna make sure that these people go on top. Damien Priest is perfectly fine as a United States or even Intercontinental Champion. Who knows? Maybe he might even make a World Championship run. And Rhea is a dominant women's champion. She's gonna make sure that everything else happens. I'm just here to guide them to make sure that they stay that way. And then it just, from all the reports of the dirtiest of dirt sheets, Vince wanted to make it supernatural. And that was not flying in Edge's book. And then Cody got hurt. And then X amount of Y happened.
4: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I,
3: they, from- I, they could have been something, but now they're just kind of into the frying pan and into a freezer.
0: Part <laughs> of the narrative with me is you had the pay-per-view, okay, with the Mysterios versus Judgment Day, and it ends with the Mysterios winning, okay? And the commentators are, "Oh, the Mysterios finally got the revenge." However, the Mysterios won on the Monday Night Raw go home show. So what exactly did we gain here? You know, it, it's right. like, okay, they, they won the battle and uh, they lost the battle, but won the war. And I I don't know. It, it, but they didn't lose the battle, is the thing, because the battle was on Monday Night Raw. So they won the battle and then they come back six days later and win the war. And, and Judgment Day just looked ridiculous for it. And, it this, and the booking on that part has not helped them at all.
1: This I hate one of the times. I, I hate
0: the booking. I don't hate the people.
1: There you go. I was yeah. about to say I was like, this is one of the times where it actually might be true. And and, and if we were on DWI, the bell would ring. Oh. I, <laughs> All uh, right. Don't and, uh, make fun of our poverty podcast. Yeah. And then <laughs> well, and
2: another thing I think is this is another example of um the kind of log jam of having, you know, a, an undisputed champion. Like if the world title was, you know, free. To be won or lost on monday night raw then you have something there for finn or damien to you know you could have them win that or go after it even and then the kind of threat of them the the threat of them taking over monday night raw is more serious if one of them could actually get towards the world title right but that's kind of off the basically that's off the board right now so until you know and and again like having you know like look me and jason both love that roman reigns is the undisputed champion but having like the world title tied up like that basically eliminates the ultimate prize for people on raw which in turn
1: they've messed up royally when rob and i are fantasy booking ways to get the wwe championship off of roman rob and i our fantasy booking, Roman Reigns losing a championship, and Boy. we're dead serious about it. Like you've you've gone so far into like, hey, you you this was a terrible decision.
2: Well, I because well, I've said this on Twitter that, that the whole two belts thing is good for the one. It's good for the pose at the end of the match where the person was holding up two belts, and then the very next show, you know, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> okay. there's, a
1: whole, there's a whole lot of now what
2: yeah and exactly I mean it's it's great for the visual they're holding up the two belts they're walking to the back they got the two belts up in the air I mean it's it's a great visual and then the next night or the next show on TV it's like okay well now what do we do and, and so you either you know you do like Roman has been just defending both of them at the same time and then you know with Becky, she like the one pay per view. She had to defend. She had to defend both of them in separate matches, and she lost yep. the second one. She lost the second one. Um,
1: <laughs> well, so, so uh, you're do that. really
3: trying to get that dig in there, aren't you?
2: But anyway, uh, anyway, but anyway, but right, the, uh, Back back to the back what? to the okay. Back to the point. Greg's going to get mad at me because I've said it too many times. Now I know. <laughs> um, so, all right, Greg, I won't. I won't mention it anymore. Okay, Greg. But all right. But the two belts thing is it's it's it makes for a great visual when they're walking when it's, the, when it's the end of WrestleMania and they're walking up the aisle holding the two belts. Right. And, you know, Daniel Bryant, same thing. He, you know, in the WrestleMania 30, he's got the two belts doing the yes thing. All right. It's great. For, it is. It is a great visual. It makes for a great picture. Um, same thing with Jimmy and Jay. It, Jimmy and Jay look great walking out there with the red and the blue belt. You know, each of them having it, but ultimately it gums up the works. Um, So, and I think Judgment Day is kind of one of those kind of, kind of a more indirect victim of that because they're the faction that's supposed to be taking over the show, but there's no pathway for them to get to the what's supposed to be the ultimate prize on the show. Right? Because like with, with the NWO you know, it's, we're here to take over. And a month or two later, Hogan wins the world championship. And that's the big symbol that, yes, we have taken over. Um, And this has happened in, you know, territories all over the place. I mean, like the Freebirds and the UWF, you know, they showed up and then Terry Gordy wins the first UWF championship. And that's the big symbol that, okay, these guys are running the territory here. You know, Adam Cole, the Undisputed Era, right? I mean, that was the, you know, when, when, when he finally got the NXT title and then it was four guys, four belts, that was the, you know, getting the big prize was the symbol that, yeah, they've taken over. Or even look with Mandy and Toxic Attraction, right? I mean, you know, she won the women's title, right? Uh, If the women's title was being held by somebody on some, you know, historic run and and she had no shot at winning it, then Toxic Attraction taking over NXT is not a thing, right? Right. So, for them to even have a shot at taking over the show, somebody there has to at least be in a serious program for like the world title, right? And but but that's off the table, so that kind of hinders the faction from the beginning, right? And and, and, also, I think
1: they're also very very lucky that Roman Reigns is such a lovely and beloved character, because. If the unthinkable happens on in September over in the UK, that show is gonna get it is gonna get to be a slog real fast all the way to the Rumble. If Drew McIntyre is holding those two belts hostage, oh boy!
0: I'm hoping something changes before then, and either Drew's not gonna win or something. But I feel like the, the the factions that are supposed to be taking over and just end up not is is a, kind of a leftover Vince McMahon trope when you think of because he never wants to commit to his guys losing you, and you I, I go back to like the the uh, WCW takeover part of the reason the WCW takeover failed was because one they didn't have any other than Booker T there were very few money making bankable stars that they actually got all the big names they didn't get under contract, but they came in and almost immediately WCW's team is losing. Like they're losing to the rock. They're losing to Stone Cold. They're losing to Triple H and you automatically kill any momentum. These guys have it's because Vince doesn't want his people to look bad. And I realized, you know, it was Vince's way of finally burying WCW, but it just killed what could have been a really good story And I feel like you're kind of, historically, they did the same thing with the Nexus. The Nexus was supposed to be this big faction, was supposed to be this dominant thing, and they just never dominated. And now here we are with Judgment Day. And the list could go on and on with, you know, factions that they've done this to. I I hope under Triple H's watch, if they're going to do this, let's see it through. You know, let your top people take a beating. Let your top people take a loss once in a while and, and make this team, make people care about this team. You know, or beyond with, okay, I really like Rhea Ripley, but what's she doing here? Or, or I really he, like Damian Priest, but what's he doing here? That's I that's I Finn. really like Finn, but when are we getting the Demon back? Because that's where I'm at with everything personally right now, mm-hmm. with yeah, you, know, you know the with this faction is you know okay, I I'm trying to like it, but I like them all individually better.
2: But so even even when Edge yeah. was even when Edge was the leader, right? Edge is Hall of Famer, et cetera, et cetera. If he's leading a faction, he should be going after the world title.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: So they, they so he creates the faction and he's not going after the world title. And so that kind of kind of blunted their direction from the beginning. Because Mr. Hall of Famer, what are you forming this faction for? Right? I mean, I mean I, they may- I like them. Well, oh, And c- because, look, it makes perfect sense. I'm forming this faction because Roman has Jimmy and Jay, so I need two guys and a girl who can beat up guys. You know, I need people behind me, right? Because Roman's got Jimmy and Jay, my people now, and now I can go get them, particularly since he tried to get him by himself and, and didn't work.
0: And right? they were on opposite shows. <laughs> so right. So you but- already lose that, that opportunity
2: right but but now just i'm forming this faction i'm edge i'm the hall of famer i'm forming this faction and we're gonna wrestle and we're gonna beat a few people up yeah you know i mean and and that's 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 all it is and so there was no big lofty goal you know to start with other than just you know well i'm gonna give these promos we're gonna beat people up we're going to have matches, and I mean that's and that's and it just so happens that this faction is full of people that we all like.
4: Yeah,
2: and that's why it's not a total failure. But I mean,
4: because
2: otherwise, I mean, if you're going to do the faction thing, the leader has to win the world title, or the leader has to already be the world champion. Like with when the Four Horsemen came together, right? I mean, right? They, I mean, they all had belts already, and it was just, well, shit, we're all really awesome dudes. We all got belts. You know we should stick together and that'll you know and
0: run and run the territory
2: right i mean if yeah and then and then i mean and then the nwo hogan was the top guy in the company to start with mm-hmm. so you didn't need you know i mean so them forming the faction yes they can take over immediately because the the top guy is already there right um,
1: well, the timeline is a little fuzzy for me but didn't you know the shield get outed as punk's dudes and then yes. become U.S. Yes. champion and tag team champion. Right. Yep. Right. And then well, they so came also, out and
0: attacked The Rock in, in his well, match with, with Punk.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So they they served their purpose, and then as soon as it's like, okay, we don't have a a direction for you. Well, just win some friggin' belts and and prance around and act like you're the best things in sliced bread. Okay. Well, there and, you go.
2: And now and now they were kind of because that was what you know, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Um, well, oh, because it was, yeah, I mean, a long time was ago,
1: that long ago, Did, wow, Whew.
0: yeah, dude. I'm sitting, he just told me that. I'm like, holy shit, that has been almost 10 years, hasn't it?
2: But, and that look, is,
0: I
1: mean, deal years ago,
2: yeah, but uh, but,
0: do I want to make people feel old right now?
2: Good, fire away, but
3: I, I was still in high school
0: when that happened, dude.
2: Oh, come
3: on, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason.
0: Yeah. So nah, Officially, as of tonight, you're not the baby of
2: the show anymore. Uh, good grief. <laughs> I am 26
0: <laughs> years
4: old.
2: Uh, but but okay. <laughs> but in the Shields case, though, but look who was in that group, right? You had the guy who was going to run the territory anyway, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And then another guy who's had a turn. And you had two other guys who also had turns, not necessarily running the territory, but <clears throat> at the top. So... Yeah. You, them kind of ascending as a faction was i mean it was because of who was in it right and because of the, and also they came in at a time where the roster was about as thin as it could be
1: well it it serves a purpose cuz like you're saying super powerful legendary dude starts to form a faction it's probably cuz of win a belt well this faction showed up and they fulfilled their purpose because the purpose was actually punk was forming the faction and he wanted backup well right that purpose was now fulfilled so what do we do now oh i yeah. know we just win a bunch of belts right and this, then but, that's wrestling bubba right so now this this
2: judgment day thing they're just um you know you know priest and balor could why are they not trying to be tag team champions you know or or something why and then again from the beginning for for edge the leader the hall of fame leader of the faction the guy who came back at the royal Rumble for nine years and all that stuff guy who already tried to beat Roman Reigns the year before for them to for him to form this group and then it's just like yeah we're just here i mean that kind of i don't know cut the legs off from under it before yeah. it really got going well and um because well, actually now i'm going i'm going i'm going to quote quote Mr. Uh, James E. Cornette here for a minute here um he was talking about managers right and his point was there's no point in having a manager to to manage mid card or underneath people right the point of having a manager is to manage somebody to you know the world championship or main events or something because why on earth would you have a manager why would you why would you hire a manager if you're just gonna be in the mid card right um so it's kind of the same thing here you know why do this um if you're going if you're just gonna have matches and beat people up why do this Um, yeah that makes sense. And that's kind of where we are here, and and that was, you know, and of course, so I mean, it's nice seeing them together. They all they look they all look good together in the ring. I mean, right? I mean, oh, well, they look
0: spectacular.
2: Yeah, and and it's again, it's perfectly fine television. It's you know, um, but there's no real end game or end goal here for them, especially with no with you know with no world title there. There's no end game or end goal. Um, and it's just, you know, and yeah, it's just, it, they're just kind of there. And again, they you know, they're good looking people. They're nice to look at and, and all, and that's really kind of the saving grace to it. Probably, you know, more than, you know, more than anything is that, I mean, they're all good workers and, you know, they're good looking people. And yeah. so it's fine when they come out there, but, um, but yeah, there's no really lofty goal or anything, you know, I mean, behind it.
0: Yeah, so let's move on from Judgment Day. We spent probably a bit more time there than we should have. Want to move into uh, kind of Lashley and AJ Styles, and it's insane to me that these guys. And we're gonna we we've uh, kind of triggered triggered Greg Demarco. We're gonna trigger uh, Tunney a little bit and talk some TNA Impact because I know he loves that. And right about now, right about now, we'd be going to commercial break. Um, yep. <laughs> commercial break. If Tunney was here, he would to skip the subject in general what are you talking about he he absolutely would skip to somebody else all right rob you're next but um and and i during this time period i was not watching tna impact or anything like that did aj styles and lashley never lock horns
2: apparently not anybody
0: they have
3: never
2: apparently
4: not
3: When Bobby Lashley came into TNA was around 2009 and he was like the boss and he was taking out the main stable of Kurt Angle, the main event mafia. He never clashed horns with AJ. AJ was part of fortune. All that happened when Bobby started getting more headway and AJ was the world champion on his second reign in TNA. AJ was leaving. Bobby was coming in.
0: That's crazy that they never locked up. And for a couple guys that never locked up, they had a hell of a match Monday night, yeah, like a hell of a good physical match, and you know a j Styles pushing was he forty two years old now, I think, yeah, um just to be out there with a heavy hitter, and you know Lashley's older, but Lashley still you know Lashley's Lashley the guy the hitting the guy is like hitting a freaking concrete wall, and he's yeah. twice the size of a j Styles for so for A j to be out there running and bumping like he was. For for Bobby Lashley was incredible. It was it was fun to watch Monday night.
2: Oh yeah, and it, it was a lot of fun to see in the building too. And I, and again that 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 transition that counter from the calf crusher into the hurt lock was just outstanding.
3: I mean, yeah, if, a- if you're gonna have a match with anyone ever that will look authentic and good. And I'm not just trying to say that because this is the man that actually brought me back into professional wrestling. But if you're going to have a good match, AJ Styles is your guy. Oh, wait, yeah.
2: CM, Punk, CM Punk didn't bring you back into wrestling? <laughs> I, th- I, thought CM, I thought CM Punk brought
0: everybody back into wrestling. He did. He made people love to watch wrestling again. Were, we're not ashamed to be wrestling fans anymore because CM Punk has made the fuck out of here. <laughs> And CM like Punk that saved- I finished
3: my drink
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CM you go, Punk man. saved wrestling everybody
3: <laughs>
1: Okay And I'm the Pope Oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: Your eminence
1: <laughs> so. uh, My only thing is like Why didn't they just swap that match To the main event And put Theory and Ziggy in that, in that slot Here's um, my
0: theory And I told you guys this in the, in the Discord chat And I'm sure I'll get corrected if I'm wrong um, there's a steep drop off in the third hour and a marquee match like Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. You want to get that in front of as many TV. This was booked for TV. Obviously, you know, you're booking it for the live crowd too. This was booked for the TV crowd and it was conveniently placed at the 10 o'clock hour to try and get as many viewers to spill over from because People aren't, even if it's AJ and, and, um, Lashley, Rob had people leaving the building, people check out in the third hour and you want to try and drag as many people from 10 o'clock into 11 o'clock hour as you can. I, I really think that was strategically placed there for a reason. And I'm not saying l- people weren't going to watch Ziggler and Theory, but obviously as many people weren't going to. I, I think that was strategically placed there. I guess my only
2: my only thing with that is, is that they put the big moment in the last half hour plenty of times. Um you know I remember when Big E cashed in last year it was in the, it was at the end of the show um you know and there were other things and there's another cash in happening at the end of the show we don't want to talk about from last year but um but, oh, but they, why don't
0: we talk about it Rob
2: um
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a sore subject cuz because,
2: because it was it was a travesty but anyway <laughs> um, moving on uh, anyway right exactly Cause you don't, don't get me started. Okay. But,
4: <laughs> but
2: they, I mean, they, they put, you know, when, when Bobby beat Miz to become world champion, it was at the last part of the show last year. So they will do that. This is just, to me, this is just weird. Um, because those of us who were leaving, we we were leaving at 1030 because Bobby and AJ were done. If, if we had to stay to 11 to see the end of Bobby and AJ, I think we would have all done it. Um, yeah. yep. So this was just kind of to me, this was it was weird. It was a very weird I mean now you know what though? I mean I'm in hindsight I'm glad you did it because I got home at eleven thirty. I mean so naturally. Right. So thank you, Hunter, for doing this as bizarre as it is. But um Yeah, it, um and, and this kinda of another thing that um kind of coming out of this. Uh our our, our good friend, you know brian alvarez (laughs) of all people was you know lamenting the loss of the variety show um you know and was lamenting that they were you know they have well now they have they've had all these long matches for the last few weeks and having you know even good matches having long matches for the sake of long matches you know uh, what's going on here um, Ask
0: me again why I can't take those fucking clowns seriously. And they complain because there's not enough wrestling, and then they complain because there's wrestling. They're like, "Shut up."
2: Yeah, and uh,
0: no news is good news.
3: I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> but to that note, so I did, uh, you know, I did my little, you know, research nerd thing here, and so for the last few weeks. There have been, there really have been a lot of long matches on Monday Night Raw. Um, on August 1st, there was, okay, there was Seth and Montez went 10 and a half minutes. Ciampa over Gable and Ziggler went 10 and a half minutes. Bianca and Io went 17. Ciampa and AJ went 14. And then Jimmy and Jay and then Dom and Ray went almost 16. That's all in one show. That's a lot. <laughs> um, that's
0: a lot of wrestling for a WWE show.
2: Um, that's what, I mean, that's a lot of long m- matches. And then, but then last Monday, August 8th, which was my sister's birthday, by the way. Happy belated birthday, Lori. Um, Here we go.
4: Happy birthday.
2: So last week... Finn and Ray went 13. Uh, Dakota and EO versus Dana and Tamina went ten. Bobby and Ciampa went twelve. And then at the end, AJ and Miz went twelve. So that's again, that's one, two, three, four matches that went over ten minutes last week. And now taking us to this week, we got all right, uh, Bliss and Oscar versus Dewdrop and Nikki went nine minutes. Also that's almost ten. Chompa and Miz Cedric and Ali went nine and a half minutes. Drew and Kevin went just short of fourteen. Bobby and AJ went twenty one, almost twenty two minutes. And then Theory and Ziggler went sixteen. So that's hey, three how, weeks. How, how, that's how a lot.
3: That uh, how long did the Dakota match go for?
2: <laughs> <laughs> two a little over two minutes.
3: Ah, wow. So
2: that's not
3: bad for a squash match.
2: Yeah. Um so we're we're looking at <laughs> we're looking at anywhere faster from, yeah we're looking at like four anywhere anywhere from four or five matches every week that are going over 10 minutes or just short of 10 minutes um that's a lot and so i hate to give i hate to give any type of nod to brian alvarez but he's not entirely wrong here um But, again, that's a lot. That's a lot of long matches. I'm
0: not giving him any nod. I'm not giving him any time. Because this is the same kind of guy who leads the charge. And I'm not defending Vince. But how long have we sat here and defended the sports entertainment show? And these guys have sat there on, you know, the Observer, lamenting over Vince's booking style and, you know, the, the segments and you know they want the wrestling, and it's they could no. It, he gets no he gets no quarter from me.
2: Oh well, yeah, that's yeah. So so you know so, like when I give praise, like when I acknowledge something that's objectively good about Hulk Hogan, we we'll, we always have to preface it with "fuck Terry Belia." Right,
4: so, <laughs>
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. No, 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 that's perfectly understandable.
2: Yeah, because I mean, so here. He has a point here, but fuck Brian Alvarez. Um, right now, but to the it's larger like, point, though, I mean, <laughs> it's like
3: everyone defending everyone's favorite wrestling uncle.
2: Yeah, right. but um, to so, but to the point here of this, um, do we think this is potentially a problem going forward if 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 this continues?
0: Well, let's use that as a segue into the last segment here. It's been about a month. Let's go around the room here and kind of give an early grade to Triple H's creative. And Rob, since you were, you were on this, let's start with you.
2: Okay. Um, the stuff that he... Okay. I would give him an A for the things that he has put on television. Okay now but if i were his professor i would pull him to the side and say okay son um you're getting some you're getting you're doing really well but i've noticed you know that there might be there a couple things you might want to look at because we got a long semester here and one thing is like those having those so many long matches um it becomes it's great. After three weeks, it's great. Um, after six months, if you're still having four and five long matches every week, after six months, you know the 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 you know the shine may not be there on that. But I'm not going to call that a problem right now. That's something where you need where if you're him, you need to be you know thinking three and four steps ahead and the other thing is so far you know no our truth well come on brother <laughs> i mean um but i'll give him an a for right now i know i know i'm rambling here like i always do i'll give him an a for right now if our professor he's right now he's the kid that is getting a's on all his homework assignments and you know, and maybe maybe you notice a couple of things that you, you you as a teacher might you know make have a little issue with, but the guy's getting A's on all his homework right now. So you're not really gonna make a big fuss about anything.
0: Yeah. Right now he's the teacher's pet. So Yeah. Okay. All right. AJ, what about you?
3: I mean with with how Triple H is going and doing everything. I'm also going to give him an A, but you got to... His first quote-unquote pay-per-view is coming up, like the one that he can actually do on his own with Clash of the Castle. Let's see how he delivers that, and then I can give a proper semester grade if we were to say, you know, good old Dean Douglas, you know, with the franchise. But <laughs> uh, for right now, I would also give him an A he's bringing back all the people that was wrongfully fired in NXT or the main roster. And who knows, maybe we might see some more familiar faces come up, but for right now, he's got an A in my book. He's doing a great job. He's, he's making it entertaining at least. So that's all I can ask for in all
2: honesty. Well, and then this is the other thing. I mean, one more thing um, with the bringing people back, um, you you don't want to turn into the root beer show with right. that, and yeah. then, so you need to be mindful of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jason, what about you? What do you give? What kind of grade you give Triple H in his first four weeks?
1: I'll give him a saw, uh, A minus. It's a it if you. It definitely didn't turn into black and gold or anything like that, um, and it's mostly the same. Muppet Show formula over on Raw. Um, so he didn't really... Nothing has, like, changed. They're just being a little more daring um, with some of the camera cuts they've done, how they've linked scenes together, like how they had uh, What's-His-Name snooping Up back during Drew's entrance, and it cut right to Drew's entrance. Um, so that they, they're just trying a lot of new things. So I almost want to give him an incomplete right now, but I mean, all all signs are great, and like AJ, I probably want to revisit this topic again after Clash of the Castle to go. Okay, so did you? So how did we? How did we do it? That you know, because obviously SummerSlam, we know. Yeah, Vince was gone, but that was a great portion of that show was Vince McMahon's idea, approval, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um as i said a couple weeks ago you don't just pull out pull out a four-ton tractor with brock lesnar's logos on the scoops uh you don't pull that out in two weeks right so
4: i, I, I but yeah much, i'll give uh, it a minus a minus a minus all,
0: right. a-. all right i would say i agree with you guys i think what's going to be key for triple h and, and again we can re- i think where we can revisit this is maybe a month or two after the draft um because I really think the draft is where his create his creative ideas are going to start to to unfold and kind of take take shape and things like that. I think what's really going to define Triple H is how he sticks the landing on things that are already in play. Most importantly is the the Tribal Chief. Because we we've discussed this for a long time how they stick the landing on what the end game is for the Tribal Chief. Is going to be key because it's been incredible. There's been a lot of really good storytelling, a lot of really good nuance. If they shit the bed at the very end of the whole thing, it could be an, a problem for him. And a, taking on someone else's baby is always difficult. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that, and and you know where he goes. with, I think, I think that's going to be very key in in his creative process moving forward and what kind of grade he gets after that but right now i would say yeah right now with the the returns the booking i'm a fan of the large of the longer matches i'm probably slightly above the rest of the guys here on the show as i'm a bit of a work rate nerd i love the sports entertainment stuff i love the wacky stuff but i like a good wrestling match that has some time dedicated to it i've been okay with the longer matches and the the more wrestling on the show so yeah i would say about an eight minus right now
2: now let me just say with the the longer matches i don't personally don't mind the longer matches per se but at the same time they you know they can potentially create a problem if you're having trouble getting if if you're you know, as far as roster management, and getting people on TV, um, it's a it's a it's a thing that could potentially cause problems later. I wouldn't say it's a problem right now. Um,
0: the, the issue with that is, and again, I'm going I'm reverting back to the IWC here. There's no pleasing them because you're either going to get, OK, Lashley and AJ Styles for 12 minutes or they're going to complain because Lashley and AJ only got five minutes. So it's it's really kind of a tough balancing act, and I think Triple H is still finding that happy balance between, okay, let's give them some wrestling versus let's get people on TV. See, that, that goes to one of my favorite lines from
3: SmackDown versus Raw 2008, I believe, where Michael Cole actually said, you can please all the people some of the time and some of the people all the time, but there's very little middle ground where that's that's where triple h has to find that where people might not like what you do all the time but if you actually tell a good story and it goes progressively through there shouldn't be any problem in all honesty
2: right i guess now i'm thinking of things like like dolphin theory went 16 minutes right um did we really need to do that
4: nope
2: (laughs) So, to me, it's things
1: like that. I like, didn't
0: think it was a bad 16 minutes, but I'm probably in the minority here. It, I well, no, it, was, I, did,
1: no, 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 no. The match was great. Uh, I mean, good. I'm um, great. It was a little strong. It was good. It was Dolph Ziggler and Austin Theory. They can both work. But, you know, it didn't need to be that long. Well, did, think, like so. Some... Did we
3: need that? No. But the no. other thing is, how many times in the past, like when we first originated the money in the bank, did we have... Edge lose but look impressive on, like, Monday Night Raws or SmackDowns and everything else. I I don't know if this is Triple H is doing or they're trying to do this again, but they're trying to make Theory look like he's good, but he's still an underdog. When will he cash in money in the bank?
0: Okay. All right. Well, before we call the go-home spot here, anybody got any last words? Any last thoughts?
4: Um,
2: Raw was fun. Um, and now, well, there's there's, there's only one return that that really matters.
0: All right, we're moving on. Jason, any thoughts? (laughs) Uh,
1: no. I mean, Triple H has already got a leg up, honestly, with the Roman Reigns thing. He has got a huge leg up already because, in my opinion anyway, the two absolute flat-out wrong answers are now off the table. When, when Brock Lesnar and and uh, John Cena, in my opinion, those were the two wrong answers. You failed your assignment.
2: Oh, well, that, um, those are, yeah, that's that's in case of emergency, break glass. Um, you know,
1: usually no, it's usually just having vacated or something at that point. But anyway, um, so he's already got a leg up. So there's no wrong answers here, man. It's just how you get there.
0: Yeah. All right, AJ. Any final words?
3: I I think I've hit home everything And everyone else has had said stuff
0: That I, I believe in So All right. I got nothing Alright well on that note We will wrap up uh, Personally guys what I thought was a really fun Really awesome episode uh, And uh, we'll call the go home spot here I'll go around the room and thank my, my, my guest hosts here First from the Rob the Genius Podcast The Minister of Truth The Deacon of Data The Father of Facts and Figures Mr. Rob Awesome night, sir. Thank you.
2: And thank you. Um, shame. One shameless plug really quickly. Uh, I went on with uh, Duke. Duke loves wrestling. Uh, we talked about the AEW TV stuff. And we talked a good while about that. That should be up tomorrow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Duke's always a good listen. Uh,
1: that's Duke. Duke loves wrestling,
4: right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Duke loves wrestling. And a man who is bound to determine one day to go through a barbershop window, Jason, Bucky's tag team partner, sir. Thank you.
1: Wow. Oh, it's always a pleasure, my friends. We had a good time. AJ, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, thanks, man. seriously.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Last but not least from the DWI podcast, at least most notably for me, AJ, you got a moment, man, plug all your stuff.
3: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you guys enjoyed my time here and I, Definitely want to come on again. I'm not denying that. It's, it's been a blast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. Like I said, AJ Styles is the reason why I got back into wrestling. I got to pay homage to him in some way, shape, or form. And DJ, like you said, with the boss, Greg DeMarco, I got to kind of plug the chairshot.com where you can find podcasts and reviews, even my own reviews and opinions that you can find on there as well, along with, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. You can find a bunch of Chair Shot merch. Sadly, I'm not wearing one because I had to go uh, laundry day-to-day. But, hey, you'll find everything you need on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot for all of your Chair Shot needs.
1: Hey, uh, DJ, not for nothing, but uh, he does that really, really well. You just might take some pointers.
0: Uh, yeah, he's, he's a good pitch man for that kind of thing. I've got one catchphrase, <laughs> and I'm about to hit you with it. <laughs> You can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, DJ. I want to thank all of you for tuning in again this week, and we'll be back next week, and we're out